It's not that all lives don't matter, but right now, our lives matter. Black, Black lives matter. Lives matter. Yes. Black trans lives matter. Yes. Trans lives matter. Yes. We doing this for our brothers and our sisters who got shot, but we doing this for every black person. Because at the end of the day, I cannot take my fucking skin color off. I cannot mask this shit, okay? Everywhere I fucking go, I'm profiled whether I like it or not. Like, I'm looked at whether I like it or not. Wherever the fuck I go, I'm profiled. Look at my fucking hair, look at my skin, bruh. This shit, I can't take this shit off. So guess what? I'ma die about it. I'ma die about my fucking skin. You cannot take my fucking blackness away from me. My blackness is not for your fucking consumption, nigga. It's not. It's not. Okay? It's not. Your blackness is not supposed to be subdued at all. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. The words of Uluwatoyi Salau, a 19-year-old activist who was murdered two weeks ago by a man who offered her a place to stay. Over the last few years, the conversation around providing a safe environment for women to live and thrive has been more amplified by women who have decided to do something by using their voices to create awareness on how unsafe and unjust life as a woman could be. The story of a 22-year-old woman, Uwavera Omozua, who was raped and murdered in a church in Bini City, Nigeria, came out a month ago and once again brought up the question, where can women be guaranteed safety? On this episode, you'll be listening to a lady who created one of those paces that tries to do just that for women. I came across Wine and Wine late last year when I saw people online reacting to a women-only party that took place in Lagos. Now, women parties have happened in different countries around the world, but I believe this was the first time a party was touted and heavily publicized as a women-only event in Lagos, Nigeria. As you would expect, the reactions to the party were mixed with some people feeling seen feeling relieved that something like that was finally available while some others felt left out and alienated. When I visited Lagos in December 2019, one of the first people I spoke to was Dami Odufua, one of the founders of Wine & Wine. We spoke about the motivation behind the party, creating comfortable spaces for women, and a lot more. This episode is dedicated to Oluwatoyin Salau, Olamide Ali, Uavera Omozua, and every woman out there who has been a victim of violence and abuse. If you are in an abusive situation or have experienced abuse, please share your experience with someone you can trust and reach out to the authorities or relevant organizations available wherever you are for advice on next steps and assistance. Now, let's listen to Dami Odufuwa's story. Hi, 
Hi, my name is Damio Dufour. I'm an editor, producer, feminist, and the co-founder of Wine & Wine. I've worked in online media for about six years, studied economics after uni, I worked in consulting and realized it wasn't for me, uh, mainly energy consulting, which is basically oil and gas, which was very boring. And I realized I wanted to be in media and I started like interning. I was in the UK at the time, I was working at record labels, MTV, Universal Music, and that was really cool. And that's how I got into social media. And I said to my team at MTV Sugar at the time, okay, well, I think I want to move back. There's a lot happening on the continent. I feel like I can do more there. So I decided to move back. My first job was as editor of Zikoko from 2015 to 2016. And then um, I moved to Konbini, which is a French media company, um, kind of like Vice meets like the fader. It's a bit of like pop culture. And so they wanted to have a team in Africa, mainly Nigeria. And so I, I was running that as the editor in chief for two years. Then I kind of did some freelance work. I worked for CNN Africa as a social producer, worked for a publication called Zumi, which is a women's publication as an editor. And I've just done a bunch of like freelance work as a producer for various publications, local, global. And in the meantime, I like talking about feminism and I founded Wine and Wine. Wine and Wine really is an online community and an offline event for women. And the whole idea is just a safe space for women and that our conversations should be focused on women and how to improve our lives. And that's kind of what we do. Part of the reason why I moved back was being in the UK, I definitely felt like a second class citizen. Having a work permit, all of that stuff, dealing with all of that. And then dealing with sexism and racism is just too much for me. Obviously, there's a lot of more microaggressions. And then when you come back to Nigeria, the sexism is not micro. <laughs> it's very macro. Um, they play no games when they're trying to let you know your place. Having conversations with people where they're telling me they have my type at home, drivers talking to me anyhow. And it's, it's not so much their position. It's not that they don't deserve to speak to me. That's obviously valid because everyone should be treated equally. It's the fact that they see me as lesser than. And that angers me a lot. And growing up, I have five older brothers. I'm the youngest, the only girl. And I'm from a Yoruba family. So I've always had to deal with a lot of the patriarchy. And it's always angered me. And now that I'm older and I feel like I have more agency, it's been really hard having people be disrespectful. Being in Ubers and having drivers just not listen to you having people talk over you having people call you small girl this and that that's annoying but even my experiences have been lucky i haven't had to deal with sexual assault i know a lot of people who have i haven't had to deal with i don't know violence by random men i know a lot of people who have and my personality is more so not just okay how is this affecting me but how is this affecting the women around me and that has been the biggest thing so having friends who live here who complain all the time and you know founding wine and wine was mainly because a bunch of my friends and i would get together and be irritated and we'll just talk and complain and that felt very therapeutic finding like women like me and that's how I've, you know odo and i we work together but finding women that were like me was really empowering and also really comforting because Nigeria can feel very lonely, especially at work. Work is like the biggest environment for like disrespect for women. Demi had a few inspirations, one of which is a very familiar name to most people. Every time I would go to a Beyonce show, I'd be like, oh my God, I want to do something more. I want to be more. When you see Beyonce live, have you seen Beyonce live? When you see Beyonce live, you're like, what am I doing in my life? And what can I do to help people, especially women? And she always had this all-female band. That was when I was in uni and I was, I've always wanted to have something for women. With my work in media, what I've tried to do is champion stories that push, you know, an equal rights agenda forward, whether it's for women, whether it's for the LGBTQ community, whether it's for ableism, whatever it is. And so that's what I was doing with my work. But I felt that I wasn't doing enough beyond being an editor and making sure that, okay, our stories are progressive. 
And I was speaking to my team actually, and I basically told them the idea. And I was like, I want to do something for women, just for women only. It can range from whatever we want it to be, depending on when we do it. It could be, you know, a support group. It could be self-defense. It could be like classes and things. It could just be a fun space because I felt that a lot of women empowerment things were kind of boring. To be honest, they just felt very one note and sometimes didn't feel very organic. And I wanted it to be the certain kind of way. And I had said to, you know, my colleagues at the time, I was like convening that, you know, I just want it to be fun. I want people to come talk, complain, have a great time and create change. And one of my colleagues at the time mentioned, she was like, oh, why don't you call it wine and wine? I was like, that's perfect. And then I Googled it, found out that, oh, it's actually a thing that girls say when they get together to drink and complain and just like have a good time. And so I kind of sat on it for a few months and then just being online, I just felt constantly irritated by conversations I would see online. At the time, I was actually working at CNN and I was I had done a story on feminism and just why it's such a dirty word in Nigeria. and Why are people so afraid and why are women specifically so afraid to come out as feminists? Around the time, Eunice Atuji, I don't even remember her. She was a politician running and she just said something about, oh, she believes in equal rights, but she's not a feminist. And there was a lot of backlash and... Got me thinking about how partly why she probably can't come out as a feminist is probably because of the backlash. Some women don't feel safe. And those of us that are owning it, we don't also have a safe space to just be ourselves. So, you know, I spoke to a bunch of my friends. I reached out to a bunch of people, Odun being one of them. And she was really keen on the idea. And I was like, well, I need someone to do this with me. Like Odun and I worked together at Sikoko. She used to work for me as a writer at the time. And we were both very, we're both very radical. And so I told her the idea. She loved it, loved the name, loved everything. And then we just hit the ground running. Before we had this, um, the women only party, we'd had five other events and the max we had done was 100 women because we wanted it to be small enough for everybody to be heard. So we've done events from 30 to 50 people to up to 100. There were women focused events, but they weren't like a party. The last one was a self-defense drive where we had almost about 100 women. So when we were planning this party, we thought, okay, we want to change our strategy. Wine and wine needs to be bi-monthly every two months. And it was a lot of pressure because Odo and I have full-time jobs and we're out hacking ass and um, we didn't have as much time so we decided okay we want to make it quarterly and then we're going to do we have something else coming out next year which will be more of a monthly thing and so for it to be quarterly we wanted more women so we said okay you know what 200 is a nice number. We started discussing this in August because our last event I think was July and we've just been thinking about why is it that you know women don't feel safe when they go out we can't leave our drinks here we can't dance we want to dance we can't wear what we want to wear and then you know we had done a bit of research and realized that women only parties were a thing and we thought this could be really fun i've seen one strictly silk in kenya a few in the uk and no one has done it here we felt like the idea for wine and wine already fits that so the planning was okay we need brands to help us because usually Odo and i cover the cost for everything 200 300k is not a problem but a party for 200 women and you know you need food you need alcohol you need drinks you need a venue it's a lot so we reached out to a bunch of sponsors uh, we got piggy vest on board we got google google has been a great support for us we've partnered with them on two other events so we got money from that and then we decided to get the rest from ticket sales this was our second paid event typically we make everything free because we wanted it to be it was kind of a, it's a charity thing. It was a giving back thing for Odo and I. But this time around, we charge. And the idea was so we could also raise money for charities. Usually Odo and I just donate. So that's kind of how we came up with the idea. And the planning took about two months. I'm a Virgo through and through. I was every little detail budget. I was involved in that. Like, okay, how much are we spending on venue? Who's doing decor? Luckily for us, Wine and Hawaiian had grown to the point where we had 10 volunteers. So that really helped. Um, volunteers were amazing on the day. You know, we did some t-shirts. I'm sure you saw them. Um, and then we also knew that brands always love CSR. And for us, beyond having a party, we wanted to have conversations. So 
we planned to have panels and we had three great panels, um, one on advocacy, one on feminism itself, one on just like women's rights and negotiation in the workplace and things like that. And all around, it was a, it was a big success. An event like this surely isn't the easiest to put together for the first time. So I asked about some of the difficulties they experienced during the process. This event was easier because we had done other events. So we kind of knew, okay, who to speak to. Why it also took us months to plan. I mean, the event was in November and we started talking in August. So that was what, three months? Was because we wanted to take our time with it. We wanted female bouncers, really important to us. And one of our volunteers, her sister had started a company with hostesses and stuff and had bouncers and we were like, awesome. We wanted only women hostesses. That's not as hard to get because women are often put in those positions. But the bouncers was something I was really worried about. The DJ, I already knew the DJ. And in fact, before I started Wine and Wine, I had told her about it. So getting her wasn't as difficult. We tried to use women for decor, women for everything else. But I think maybe the hardest was alcohol, water and lemonade. We couldn't... Wilson's Lemonade is owned by guys, but they decided to come on board and help us. The cocktails, we had a woman. So that was awesome. And then wine, we actually, I found eventually a woman who owned a winery, which was awesome. But that took time. Sound, the DJ brought her sound person. Um, but that was tough as well. I was nervous when we put up the ticket, like we were selling tickets. And, you know, the first week we sold about 100. That freaked me out. They were going for three, five. And I was worried that people wouldn't want to pay, but we made it very clear on the poster that, you know, included everything. So it was only coming in. That's the all you pay for. Food, drinks, everything was included, including the money we we're giving to charity. We gave away 100,000 hours to charity. That's why I said with my budget, I was on it. It's like everything has to match. So what was really stressful was managing the money. We didn't have as much money as we wanted because we had to like just manage things. And that was really hard. But on the day, we had already sold 200 tickets and people were calling me like, oh, I want to come to Wine and Wine. I haven't gotten a ticket. And I was like, sorry. Because when we had our self-defense drive, we let everyone in and they ended up being rowdier than we wanted. So we were like, mm -mm -mm -mm. now I'm making this paid and only if you register ahead of time. So on the day, I was more so like pumped. I'd been there from nine in the morning. The event started at three. Talking to all the people setting up. Oh, most of the people who set up were guys. That was the only thing. And I think it's because people see like laboring as like a, mostly men are in that field. The lights people and stuff. And having to tell them that after this, so they better clear out. <laughs> More from Demi after this short break. For the parts of my discussion with Dami that didn't make this episode, head out to my Patreon page at patreon.com slash That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash You get access to more stories, extra episodes, behind the scenes content, and a lot more. Now back to the story. We had three panels. One was on the impact of feminism on advocacy in Nigeria. And we talked about the Market March. We had Damlala Marcus from Market March. We had Jekin from Stand to End Rape because they've done like the church to movement and the protesting, you know, that was a lot of them. And then we had um, Free Sanitary Aid, um, Cynthia from them. And, you know, like they give out um, free sanitary products, women in IDP camps and all of that stuff. That was really important for us because this year we saw movements spring up and we saw like what it's like for like community action and mass protesting. So we wanted to have conversations with the people who are impactful with that and also to know how can we help them even more because things cost a lot. So even protesting, you need to sort out shirts, you need to sort out police officers, you need to sort out, you know, water and making sure that it's safe for people. And um, that was really important. The second panel was just the impact of media on feminism in Nigeria. 
thinking about people like Chimamanda for me her TED talk was kind of my understanding of the word feminism I always lived that life but didn't have a word for it and it just shows how powerful words are feminism I mean was the word of the year in like 2018 or whatever and in Nigeria everyday feminism so we had Ozia Tomi because I mean she's probably the most talked about person on social media we had Ifama Chukugo she is a filmmaker she did this movie called Bariga Sugar and we had Kiki Mordi who's obviously she's a journalist and we tried to pick people that you know, were diverse, but also were very impactful in this 2019 fight for women's rights. And that conversation was just around like, how can we use media more to impact feminism? And how does feminism impact media? Because it goes both ways. And what changes do we expect to see? And, you know, what else can we do? Because people always use online feminists as an insult, but we've seen how social media is a way for people to learn now. So it was really important. And then our third panel was on entrepreneurship, negotiation and the workplace. And this was really mainly for our Google sponsors because they have four women's pillars that they always talk about. And those are three of them. And so we had a lawyer. That was really important because we wanted a woman who worked in a law firm to talk about, you know, negotiation, your rights in the workplace. A lot of people don't know that in Nigeria because we're not taught about our rights. And especially as an employee, you don't know where you stand. And then as a woman, even more so, we had Tutu. She's a media entrepreneur. She runs something called The Digital Tinker. She's pretty cool. She talk about how everybody wants to run their own business, but it's really not as easy as it looks. Clients are rude. And especially when you're a young woman, they're even more rude. And then we had a leadership coach equal to talk about you know asserting yourself in the workplace and also people claim that women don't ask well we do ask but we usually get turned down and how do you handle those conversations after the panels the panels were from three till about quarter to six roughly and then the party was six to ten and that's when things went amazingly well you know just women coming out after the panels just talking ready to drink ready to eat we had puff puff there and everything that was that was important (laughs) small chops we played like games because we had some shirts that we were giving away with our feminist quotes something we do on our instagram page is we always put up like quotes from random women it can be like cardi b it can be rihanna it can be michelle obama it can be chimamanda whoever but a quote that resonates with women and so something that we've always done we give out shirts or we sell them and so we wanted women to you know have fun so we played like musical chairs like grown-ass women having fun with musical chairs and we were just like wild and free and that was so beautiful to see straight women queer women you know women who just met each other having fun and dancing and playing games and joining teams because Odo and i had like dancing competitions <laughs> and i was um, team dami she was team obviously and she cheated um my team was supposed to win but she had a pregnant lady on her team and nobody's gonna say pregnant lady didn't try so yeah but yeah it was a lot of fun i remember seeing this lady's tweet about i haven't looked at my drink one time you know you you know that's how you feel too but when you see someone right there you're like wow that's actually so true women just relating to that like when you're out especially as a nigerian (laughs) you don't play those games and just feeling like other women have your back you know other women have your back right that's fine but it's just feeling it. It's just, it was a sense of like almost indescribable feeling. For me, like when people started like dancing, hardcore dancing, like not all this like little, little shoulder bop that, you know, we were saying, okay, in the club, you know, you just, you're a certain kind of way. The freedom. And I think also the fact that it wasn't a club setting, it kind of felt like a house party. Wear what you want. That was really important to us. I did a post before because I run our Instagram about what to wear to wine and wine obviously it's going to be hot so be prepared but whatever you feel comfortable wearing if you want to wear a short skirt if you want to wear a maxi dress whatever so seeing women dance in everything like just shaking everything somebody was saying about shaking all the shakeables without feeling like you are being sexualized in a negative way because women can sexualize other women but for some reason it's a lot more flattering 
that was really crazy. I mean, seeing one of our friends, like she was eight months pregnant and she was turning up. That was so nice. Just knowing that everybody felt safe. And I hope we can keep that energy. And that's kind of why we, it will always be, you have to register. Making sure that we can get rid of people who, you know, sometimes having like a registration or making people go an extra mile to attend kind of gets the right people there. The intentions, people who actually want to be there because they really want to be there. Not just, oh, let me see if this thing's going to be a success or a failure. And everybody was just there to make sure everybody else had fun. Like people asking me as I I was walking by, oh, do you need some help? I'm like, no, you're my guest. Chill, have fun. And, um, you know, they were drinking without worrying about, oh, am I too drunk? And the funny thing is the party ended at 10, like we wanted to end. Even though people had so much fun, it didn't run over, ended at the right time. So they had fun, turned up, then went home safe. Everybody felt safe. Like that safety word, I think we sometimes underestimate like the importance of it. I think next time I would love to have like work with the ride sharing platforms and if they could give us their female drivers, that'd be cool. Maybe that's something we should work on. But one thing people really loved, another thing that stood out for a lot of people were the bouncers. Like people kept talking about how nice they were. Do you know, Nigerian bouncers are not nice to you, especially those men. Just like security guards, they're very mean to young women. And that's actually something I experienced a lot personally. Gatesmen and bouncers, I'm always disrespected, especially when I have my natural hair out and I wear shorts. It's all over because they think I'm a baby. And for people to say, oh, the bouncers were really nice, really helpful, or they were really patrolling, like they did their work in a way that made you feel safer. I think their presence was a big hit for a lot of people. While they received praise from many people for throwing such an event, it came with negative opinions and criticism as well. She speaks about the good and the bad reactions. The panel was full. Uh, we had 80 seats. And by the time it was like four o'clock, we had like 30 more people at the back. And I was like, wow, first of all, people came on time, <laughs> which people don't believe. But I think a lot of people have come for our events before, so they know we don't play. But then after the, after the panel coming out, and just seeing women just interacting with each other, drinking, kicking, that hit me like, wow, my event is a success and women are so happy and so free. But this was even before the dancing, just seeing them together, just having fun. And I think the point where it really, really hit me was the party wasn't even over. And then we hadn't even put up, we just put up stuff on Instagram and then going on Twitter and seeing like the love and people just talking about wine and wine, that blew my mind. When the euphoria had finished and I was no longer as in my, you know, my bubble, I saw a few tweets about, obviously from the guys saying, you know, why are you having a women-only event? Even before the event, we had a few people who said that when we put up the, the poster. And I expected that because every time we talk about anything that's women-focused, we have that like, oh, include men or not all men. I think most of us are used to it. And like I said, there's this community spirit now on Twitter where Otto and I didn't have to say a single thing. Everybody who was there were like, yeah, we had a great time. This is why you're not invited. If women felt safe, they wouldn't need to have this. But the point is we don't feel safe. Women feeling like they can't put their drinks down when they go out. Women feeling like they can't trust anybody. Like that is not okay. Why are you so focused on, oh, this woman, man bashing agenda. And as opposed to the fact that the people who you live with don't feel safe. So that was annoying, but again, we're used to it. The second thing was, I guess, other women who felt that, I think someone said something about the event not being... Um, being very elitist. It didn't really upset me because again, people came to our defense to say we did actually put up posters. It was open to the public. You just had to register. But I think she was saying something along the lines because she deleted it um, along the lines of um, it's only for middle class women and all of that. And 
as an intersectional feminist, it's not only for middle class women, but obviously it's going to be accessible to those people. And I feel that intersectionality is being aware of the intersections, but it's impossible to fit everybody in it. But we tried as much as possible to make sure that people with disabilities were able to come in. The LGBTQ community was able to come in. Women from different backgrounds, because in Nigeria, everyone says middle class, but even middle class, there's like 10. Um, So that was kind of disappointing because you would think that people would think things through. It's impossible to throw a party for free. Like things are expensive. And also safety is important to every woman, but being safe means different things to different women. So poorer women, being safe for them is a roof over my head. Being safe for them is food for my kids or food for myself. But because we're aware of the fact that we want to be helpful to women in different socioeconomic standards groups, that's why we raise money for charities who do that work. So beyond even being a party or a panel, we actually do the work of supporting charities. We do the work of raising awareness for things and we do the work of talking about things on social media. Demi talks about future plans for Wine and Wine. Even from our first few events, I've had people tell us, oh, we want it in Paris, we want it in London, we want it in Abuja. Odo and I are particular about this because we want to make sure that the people who we, you know, the franchise owners, <laughs> um, understand what we're doing. I sort of power move is not to exclude certain people as a community, a safe space for women. So when we do decide to go bigger and go international and leave, go beyond Lagos, we want to be able to attend those events. We want to do like, you know, a manual and we want people to be able to let, give us feedback on how that goes. So the dream would be in two to three years that we have wine and wine in different cities and that Odo and I are able to visit. <laughs> so that's one thing. We want to definitely do Abuja at some point, probably not next year, maybe the year after that, because we've gotten people say they definitely want one in Abuja. Uh, so beyond having like different you know sections we are planning to have the parties every quarter and then we're also planning to have more like webinars so the idea is a lot of people can't always make the events we want people who are in different cities to be able to join in for the classes so we're hoping to be able to do something that's more online for them we're also trying to make our impact more social and political because we have an amazing group of women and we have a powerful voice now we have to use it to create actual change in government in legislation in society so i think that's our long-term plan and to make sure that women feel safe at work at home so maybe one day we can open a co-working space who knows i normally feel pressure with everything i do but this is such a passion project it's a labor of love for me and it's my happy place attending my events and having fun that's mad for me, like being able to turn up with other girls and is not really work, but it is. So I don't feel pressure. I think the people who are around us know our hearts and it's organic and the love is organic. And that's what I love. I love building a brand that's organic, that people genuinely love. That That's amazing for me. A big thank you to Demi for speaking with me on Wine and Wine. It's always great to know someone is out there thinking of making safe spaces for women. It sucks that women have to go through not feeling safe in public spaces and even in private spaces. But the more we have these conversations, I hope we keep thinking of ways to do better, make the world a more comfortable and ideal place for women to be themselves and not feel constantly threatened or feel like they have to look over their shoulder all the time. Sitting down with Demi and having these conversations, I could see the passion she had for this. And I really rate people who do their best to, you know, to make things better for other people. So, yeah. 
For more from Wine and Wine, you can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Wine and Wine NG. So that's W I N E as in wine, the wine that you drink, and W H I N E N G. So that's W I N E A N D W H I N E N G. So look for them on Instagram and on Twitter. You can find pictures from the event that was discussed on this episode on their Instagram page. Look at the Instagram stories. It's highlighted on there to see more of those pictures and you see the women having fun and just having a good time. But um, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to this. If you want to listen to the parts of my conversation with Dami that didn't make the episode, head out to patreon.com slash That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Don't forget to share this episode with your friends on your social media. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platforms. I always mention this, but this is so important. If you have an iPhone, go on Apple Podcasts, search for In These Moments and give a five-star rating and you can give a review as well. This helps more people join our gang and it helps more people join what I'm doing here. You know, I really appreciate you guys that have subscribed to the Patreon, you know, supporting in, you know, every way that you do, it, it means so much to me. For the people on the Patreon, if you subscribe to the Gold and Platinum package, you should get an extra episode that's not going to be anywhere else sometime soon. I'm working on that. So please just bear with me. I'm trying to put everything together for you. All right. So thanks so much. See you on the next episode. Take care of yourself. Wash your hands. Use your masks. This is very important. Take care of yourself. Take care of your mental health. Enjoy yourself. Love on the people around you and take care of the people around you. Okay. I'll be with you in two weeks. Bye.